Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, doing great, doing great. Another week of football. Some really, really uh, great games this week. Here, here's my question. How could you be doing bad when you watch the first two weeks of the NFL season so far? And I'll be honest with you, I've hardly worn any clothes watching it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's... <laughs> You know, man, if you're sitting around watching watching the NFL in the first two weeks of the season and you're, I don't know, uh, not taking high blood pressure medicine because of it afterwards, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it very <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Should be having weekly PC appointments at this case, at this this point in the season, you know, because it's, it's, it's been thrilling, needless to say. Is that fair to say? Or is it, there any other words, adjectives you would use? It's fair to say. It's It's been thrilling, um, depending on uh, which team you're pulling for. Uh, that's either a good thing or a bad thing, but it's certainly been thrilling. Indeed, indeed. Uh, well, yeah, as always, folks, we're going to jump right into week three here, but Trevor, any uh, thoughts on week two before we get going? I mean, just that, uh, you know, we've had... A, it, it was it, it was kind of hard to see it at first, but there, there were actually quite a bit of injuries in week two, um, hmm. and some of them more impactful than others, but... Uh, uh, one that definitely comes to mind because uh, we talked about this uh, changing of the guard uh, for weeks before the season started, and that's Andy Dalton um, mm-hmm. not expected to play this uh, this week. So Justin Fields' time in Chicago. We'll that's talk about right. that here in a bit. And uh, if any of you are keeping track, um, he's number five out of the five quarterbacks drafted the first round. Mac Jones is the highest pro football focus grade, but I'm not bragging, and I'm certainly not <laughs> using that, <laughs> not you know, using this avenue as a way of uh, hiding my insecurities about the New England Patriots in general. So, <laughs> with that being said, which we'll get to in a bit, let's talk about the Thursday night game: Carolina at Houston. Uh, Carolina's eight-point favorite, uh, over under forty-three. Um, yeah. Uh, Carolina's looked great, really good in the first two games, obviously against New York and New Orleans, which I think we all saw who the real Jameis Winston was, and he stood right up. I don't know if that's a reference to a, <laughs> an Eminem song, <laughs> which no, nobody probably gets. This, uh... It's good. It's good. <laughs> no, so, I, I'm, I'm excited for this game. Um, you know, if it weren't for uh, the uh, injury to, uh, to Rod Taylor, uh, I'd be, I'd be leaning towards an upset here. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think the Texans are, are playing with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they're finding the end zone a lot. Um, but without Tyrod Taylor, uh, I don't even know who steps in now, but, uh, it, uh, it doesn't look good for the Texans now. I definitely think the Panthers advanced to three and oh. Uh, which is mm. huge. This is, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about these exciting developments in just the first two and a half weeks of the season uh, that I never could have predicted. Um, the Panthers are possibly going to take, uh, you know, second place in the division behind Tampa Bay, and I never would have expected it. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing is, I think I said this last week, Matt Rule. Second-year coach, these offensive guys, these young offensive coaches usually figure it out within a couple years. I mean, usually, I say, because that's not always the case. Um, but if you look in recent memory or, yeah, recent history, you could point to a lot of guys who got better in their second year, like Sean McVay, uh, LaFleur, um, Kyle Shanahan. So I I love 
I really like what Carolina's doing. I think they're insanely underrated on defense. They are super athletic, super young, um, and especially on the road in Houston. Like you said, if Tyra Taylor is playing, I'd probably like lean maybe in the realm of uh, uh, upset city. But um, as we, <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast before, neither of us like Houston. I think this is it continues to be a dumpster fire of a franchise. Davis Mills starts on a Thursday night, rookie. I'm taking Carolina slightly under, and they're gonna. I think they're gonna go over the eight point spread. So that's uh, my that's my prediction. So you think Carolina will win by more than eight points? Yeah, but I think it'll go a little under. It'll be like a forty-two. Under the forty-three. Okay. Yeah, under forty-three. So I'm. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Again, I keep forgetting that the Texans just we, we don't know who they are yet without Tyrod Taylor. Um, it's too short of a week for me to to, yeah. to go with them, and I think Justin Reed's honestly one of the best defensive players in the league. Well, he's performed in the first two weeks, but he's questionable. So uh, I think uh, I think, uh, think this tough. is going to be a big game for the Panthers. I know it's a short week, but I think they're going to be impressive. Uh, I'm taking Carolina to win. I'm going to take Carolina to to beat that spread, but I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, oh, I I think okay. Carolina puts up a lot of points, and I think the Texans are going to find the end zone at least twice themselves. Um, and I think it's going to go over 43. Yeah. Okay. All right. No Whataburger trip in Houston after the game because they lose. So, sorry. No victory <laughs> burgers for you folks. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, New Orleans at New England. Uh, the line is New England three-point favorite over under 41 and a half. It's in Foxborough. Uh, third start for Mac Jones. <laughs> uh, we'll see if LASIK has, has helped in week three for Jameis Winston. Um, I'm not a big fan of this matchup for New England. What do you, what do you think about this? Boy, this one is tricky. Um, and and the 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 thing that makes this one difficult to to predict is we saw two very different Saints teams in weeks one and week two. Um, nobody expected the Saints to dominate uh, the the Packers the way they did in week one, and then after that performance. Uh, we were a little shocked to see the Saints get dominated in Week Two, um, and that's a little bit more what I had expected out of the Saints this season. Uh, so I'm going to take the Patriots in Week Three. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots to beat the spread. I think they win by more than a field goal, um, and I'm taking the over in this game too, 41.5. That's that's low. Yeah. I- you say it's low. I'm not so sure it's low for either of these teams because New England scored 16 points and then 25 last week and couldn't put it in the end zone. I mean, they had like four red zone trips and got it in there once, you know? So, yeah. I, I, you know, here's the thing, too. I, you know, rookie quarterback, third star, I, I, you know, maybe they let him cork it out a little bit. Uh, I, I just, I feel like New Orleans is going to have a really good offensive line. They're going to test New England, and, and it's going to be a really close game. It was 40, what, 41? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll say New England, reluctantly. <laughs> I mean, it's a must win. I, I, I mean, I think New Orleans is in a position where, like, you know, if they have a bad season, it's kind of what they need, <laughs> you know, because they kind of need to start over. Post right. Breeze. And New England spent a, a crap ton of money. And they have no choice but to win, but to to have a a playoff year. I mean, this they don't go to the playoffs. This fan base is gonna like tear down that stadium. 
I mean, I know from experience. <laughs> so it's not going to be Gillette Stadium anymore. It's just going to be a pile of rubble. You know, it's going to be like the, <laughs> it's going to be like that uh, that Native American commercial. It's like don't turn around, and the you know, like, little tear falls down his cheek. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> you know. And then Brady coming to New England next week. They have to be two and one. They have to have some sort of momentum going into that Tampa Bay game. So yeah, I'll take New England. Um, Three-point favorite seems about right, unless Jameis has a really bad game, which I wouldn't be surprised about. And uh, 41 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go over, too, now that, now that we're talking about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Washington, this is like therapy for me, man. I get it out. You know, you just got you to get this stuff out. How am I going to win money this week? How am I going to do it? I got bills. So. Washington, first game on the road against the Bills, both one and one. Buffalo's eight and a half point favorite, 45 and a half over under. You know, like, why should I trust Buffalo at home? I thought Josh Allen looked like complete dog crap last week. I, I thought he was terrible. And they still won the game, 35 nothing, which is ironic. Well, so this is but, another one where, you yeah. know, we've, we've got two games uh, into the season for this team. And one of them doesn't really tell us much. And I'm talking about week two against Miami because right. Tua Tua Tagovailoa not going to play this week because uh, <laughs> you know he left the game early with uh, was a rib injury, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it just there was no chance without Tua there. Um, you know some people would argue that they didn't have a chance with Tua, but we won't know. Uh, you know, that's just not the game that we got. So it's it's tough to predict. And now here, Washington, uh, they, uh, they're they starting to look good with uh, Heineke. Um, yeah. So this is going to be an interesting game. I know people are really uh, predicting, you know, uh, you know, Buffalo by eight and a half. That's a, that's a pretty decent spread. That's a decisive spread. Uh, I think the Bills come out with a victory at home, but I am taking Washington to beat that spread, definitely. Um, hmm. And I'm taking the over in this one, too. Taking the over? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to go Buffalo. Like I said, why should I trust them? I don't have a lot of reasons to. You know, I, honestly, watching them last week, 35 nothing. they play against Jacoby Brissett. I mean... <laughs> I think he's a back. He's one of the best backups in the in the NFL, which isn't saying much, you know. That's like saying, uh, you know, Angel Soft is just as good as the the Walmart brand, you know, toilet paper. But I'm still going to use it, you know. Like, okay, um, I think Taylor Heineke has been sneaky good against teams they should they should like lose against, or prime time or some sort of spotlight on him or just pressure. I think the kid has got really stone cold ice veins. I, I wish he was on the Patriots and. You know, it was the, the when he was, but you know the the roles were reversed here. Washington's first game on the road, though. Yeah, I, I'll take Buffalo. Uh, I'm gonna go under, and eight and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go slightly under. Say they win by a touchdown. I, I just don't think Buffalo's that good this year. I, I think something happened. They, they lost something. Whether it be they, there's a lot of film on them now, or Josh Allen just isn't the same player. He just looks like he has a, a diaper full of poop. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take I'll take I'll take uh, Buffalo anyway. Uh, <laughs> Baltimore at Detroit 
eight and a half point favorite for Baltimore, 40, 49 and a half over under. Uh, Detroit 0 2, Buff, uh, Baltimore 1 1. Uh, yeah. Jared Goff. Here we go, baby. You know? <laughs> so, this could be pretty, com- I think this could be kind of competitive game. I, I don't know, but, you know, what, what, what do you think? Yeah. Go ahead. So I, I definitely, I'm, I'm taking Baltimore. Uh, yeah. I think Baltimore wins by two touchdowns uh, or more. Um, and uh, with that kind of lead, I don't think I'm taking the over on this one. This is the one, mm-hmm. my first one I'm going to take the under on. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Lions are going to make this uh, an interesting to watch game for the first half, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, the Ravens, <laughs> through two weeks, they've been averaging 220 yards on the ground. Um, it's it's absolutely insane. Uh, the, yeah, the that's next, wild. The next best team is 160 yards a game. Um, it, it's absolutely incredible. 220 uh, rushing yards a game. And uh, that really controls it. So I think they win decisively. And because they can control the clock with their style of offense against uh, an opponent, I expect them to push around. I think they're going to win by more than the spread. And I don't think the game's going to go to 50 points. So I'm taking the under on this one, too. I'll take the over on the spread. I think Baltimore is pretty good at covering the spread in general. Um, yeah, I think I think they're going to win by, more by eight and a half. And I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I'm not sure... Detroit matches up very well against Baltimore. I mean, you, you saw what Green Bay did. Well, we're recording this on Tuesday, so you saw what Green Bay did last night. I, I think with a two-back offense, like Aaron Jones just lit him up. And, and especially in the red zone, they, their defense was terrible, you know. Um, Jared Goff, I, I feel bad for him. So I feel like he could play better if he had better receivers. But I actually really like Quinten Cephas, I think his name is. Hmm. Quinten Cephas, which is kind of like a sneaky waiver wire pickup for me. By the way, we'll get more of those a little later. Um, yeah, Baltimore win. W. Move on. Indianapolis at Tennessee. 0-2 for Indy. 1-1 for Tennessee. Five-point favorite for Tennessee. Over under 48. Wow. So, happened to Indy. Right, <laughs> right. So, Made me look really stupid in the first two weeks. I thought they were a great team. This, uh, but this was a much more man. interesting matchup before the season started. You know, this was one that a lot of uh, people were looking forward to, especially fans of the division. Um, big division rivalry here. These are the two teams that are trying to win the division, um, you know, going into the season. And the Colts, just a terrible start, and now – they're they're without Carson Wentz this week, I believe. Really? Hmm. Didn't he Need get two hurt? sprained ankles? Yeah, Need two sprained ankles. Yeah. So I don't. Th- I mean, it's it's only Tuesday night, so you know he he could be playing, but right now I don't think he's expected to. Um, I also feel like we saw the Titans uh, in week two that I expected to see in week one. Um, you know, winning on the road in Seattle, just incredible. Uh, you know, uh, hard game to win. Uh, so I think the Titans are going to win this one. Uh, I think they beat the five-point spread. Uh, and I'm going to have to take the under on this one, too, just not knowing what uh, what the Colts are going to be able to, to put up on the scoreboard. So Tennessee to win by more than five points and taking mm. the under. Yeah, I mean, Indy just doesn't play well against Derrick Henry. And who does? Listen, I couldn't stop him. I don't plan on it. You could clone me 15 times and I still wouldn't stop him. <laughs> so, um, you could give me yeah. a baseball bat and I still wouldn't be able to stop him. <laughs> All right. 
Right, you know, you get Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. It's going to happen. <laughs> Three of us can line up on the field. They'd be like, why is this guy here? You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's not even a character. Um, I, I, like, I like Tennessee in this game. You know, because, I mean, you look at last season, too. I mean, Tennessee won by, what, 45-26, 34-17 Indy, but both played Seattle. And Tennessee went at Seattle and came back in a really dramatic fashion. And I thought it showed a lot of guts. And granted, there were some pretty questionable calls there. I thought Julio Jones got, like, completely robbed of a touchdown, which is really upsetting that the the refs just continue to blow, you know, like fat, you know what. <laughs> so, uh, it, you know, it is what it is. And Sean Hockley, uh, I can't stand him, but that's a, for another podcast for another day. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee – <laughs> over under 48 i'm gonna say you know just looking at it just knowing what these 17 30 okay 44 63 um i'm gonna go you know if carson Wentz doesn't play it's kind of a tough one I, I, it's a little too early right now to call this but i'm gonna say tennessee over is that what you said over two um, so under. I took Tennessee to beat the spread, but I'm taking the under yeah. on a 48 over under because I just oh. don't think the Colts are going to put up a lot of points. Okay, I'll go the same way. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> what did you call this next one? This is like the... Uh... Uh, I called it the turd sandwich of the week. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is the skid mark. Um, I don't have enough toilet paper. I'm going to have to take a shower after my dump game of the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, oh <laughs> Atlanta at New York, the Giants both 0-2. New York's a three-point favorite. It's a 48 over-under. I can't tell you how bad I feel for Matt Ryan. And honestly, I think Atlanta's much better. I, I just don't think New York is a very good team. They're like bottom two or three in the league, in my opinion. Oh, I completely you know? agree. I, yeah. I think uh, the Falcons have a, a much more competitive roster. Um, yeah. I'm not exactly sure what's missing for the Falcons. I, I didn't expect them to have a good season, but even so, they, they seem to be yeah. underperforming uh, even defense. You know, realistic Terrible. expectations. So yeah. this, this game is an absolute snooze fest, but it's also an extremely difficult one to pick. If you told me I had to predict the winner, uh, which is what we're going to do here. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately. I, th- this yeah. might be the hardest <laughs> one to pick all week because uh, they're both just they're, – they're, it's 0-2 against 0-2. Um, there's just nothing to get excited about with these teams. Um, I think uh, uh, was uh, Pitts for the Falcons, I think he had a, a, a decent touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. But uh, – just not a lot to get excited about. I'm going to take the Falcons to win this one mm. um, uh, because I'd rather that they win than the Giants. Uh, <laughs> there's there's just really mm. not uh, a rational reason to, to give one team an edge over the other, so I'm, I'm going to go with, with what I want, and that's what, that's what I want is to see the Falcons uh, put one in the win column here. Um, so yeah, I'm no. taking the taking the Falcons in an upset this week uh, on the road in in uh, New York, um, but I'm taking the under on this one too. Forty eight points uh, seems like a lot for these two teams. 
Yeah, you know, 25-6. Yeah, I'm going to go. I, I, I just have a feeling Atlanta's like their coach is not. I don't know if he's young. Arthur Smith, right, from Tennessee? Right. I just feel like they haven't figured out offensively, and I don't think they will this year <laughs> in general. I just, New York is terrible. I mean, just they're so boneheaded. I can't I can't bet against. I mean, you have the game wrapped up, and Dexter Lawrence jumps offsides to blow that game. Right. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm going Atlanta just because I can't stand the New York Giants. But also, I think they're a better team, and I think this is going to get turned around a, a tad bit. Um, and then, uh, yeah, over, under, 48, under. And, yeah, obviously Atlanta beats spread. So, uh, AFC North game of the week, man. We got Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, both 1-1. One and one. Pittsburgh's three and a half point favorite over under forty three and a half. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to watching this game either. <laughs> to be completely honest, <laughs> it's not because it, I don't really like Pittsburgh. Which, if you know, I'm from New England, so of course I hate Pittsburgh. I, I just feel like you know Joe Burrow's in a tough spot, and he's. I don't know if T.J. Watt's gonna play. Didn't he get hurt? And um, Devin Bush got hurt for Pittsburgh. They're a little banged up. It's gonna get ugly. <laughs> it's Pittsburgh so, at the end of September. That's uh, I don't that's, yeah. That's exactly my thoughts. Um, right. I, I think the Steelers have the edge in this game mostly because of their defense, even with the banged up defense. Um, and then you know the the Bengals. Uh, uh, I think Joe Burrow has been sacked nine times already this season. Um, Jesus. Yeah, he's just he's running for his life on every play. He's good for a couple big plays out of uh, Jamar Chase uh, every week, but it's not going to be enough to win. And at the same time, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, when you get old in this league, it happens fast, and Ben Roethlisberger looks old now. Yeah, um, yeah. I I'm def- even at a forty three point five over under. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Steelers to win and I'm going to take the Bengals to beat the three and a half point spread. I think this is a three points or less type of a victory. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like somebody has to walk Ben Roethlisberger across the street now, you know, to make sure he gets to the other side. I mean, he just, he looks like crap, you know, right. Um, just a tub of lard. Don't like the guy. Um, you said you pit, take Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh to win. Okay. I think between, uh, what is it Najee Harris? No, no, no. Is that his name? Who's their running back? Okay. Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. Mm-hmm. Between Najee Harris on offense and uh, and I think the Steelers' defense is going to rise to the occasion to keep them in this game. Um, yeah. That's why I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh to win a really close one. Um, you know, between the Steelers' defense and the Steelers' offense, I don't think this is going to go over 43 and a half points. So I'm taking the under, I'm taking Pittsburgh to win, and the Bengals yeah. to cover. Yeah, likewise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the same thing you just did for the spread and the winning. Uh, I think Pittsburgh wins just because there's no way they can stop anything on defense that Pittsburgh didn't throw at them. And they're going to run the ball a lot. Ben, ben, Big Ben's hurt. Um, Najee Harris looks like he's getting in the midseason form. I mm. just don't know about Joe Burrow, man. I feel like they really effed his, his development up over there. Uh, you, you, you know, we'll talk about with Zach Wilson in a couple games. I get to feel bad for him. You just can't like develop somebody the way they want him. If he's just getting killed, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. And that's just going to hurt him a lot. Granted, it's going to be some big plays in Jamar Chase. I could see Minka Fitzpatrick turning this game around in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Pittsburgh. 
Okay, easy. <laughs> Got to be the easiest game to call this week. Arizona <laughs> at Jacksonville. Two and zero Arizona. O two Jacksonville. Seven and a half point favor. Over under fifty two. We just talked about how somebody is effing up development for your young quarterback. I think Jacksonville is totally shooting themselves, not in the foot, but like their whole legs, the <laughs> knees down, are getting shot with a, like a cannon because of what yeah. they're doing to to um, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, ugh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know? it's going to be a rough week three for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the Jaguars have almost no shot at this game. Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals to win. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win big in this one. They're going to beat the seven and a half point spread. I'm thinking a ten point victory, um, and I'm going to take the under on 52 because the Cardinals' defense is at times they're even more explosive than the offense. I think I think the Cardinals' defense is is uh, underrated at this point. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a really lopsided game. I don't think it's going to go over 52 points. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the only way this goes over 52 points is if the Cardinals defense scores. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I just don't, you know, I think that the Cardinals are going to keep their foot on the gas for most of the game. Cause that's the formula that works for them. Uh, but they're not going to need to midway through the second half. So I, I just don't think this can go over 52 points. Yeah, I'm taking Arizona. <laughs> I think you know Chandler Jones is going to do well. Uh, yeah, I, their defense is so fast and so good. It, it kind of reminds me of that Carolina defense. But Arizona, I feel like it's going to get hot in the beginning of the season. We'll see what happens the rest of it. And I don't. Nonetheless, uh, this isn't going to be a very hard game for them, you know. But the only variable I think here is is 10 a.m. Uh, mountain time uh, on like the the Arizona schedule on the East Coast. I, I think it's going to throw them off a little bit. Uh, otherwise, yeah, Kyler Murray, man, um, absolutely unbelievable. And Rondell Moore, um, you got a chance to pick him up in fantasy. Highly recommend it if he's available in your league. I mean, just well, an absolute speedster. He's going to do a lot more in that offense. I also so. think that the Cardinals know that they caught a big break winning a game last they week. were supposed to win last week, uh, right. winning off of a, a missed Minnesota Vikings field goal. Right. Holding the cries. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this could be my therapy too, you know. Um, <laughs> that's a whole other bag of worms, uh, oh, can of snakes, God. if you will. Right. But, right. anyways, the uh, the point is, is I think that uh, to win a game the way they did, that went well over sixty points, um, even with the traveling and the humidity coming from a really dry climate, um, I just I think there's no way the Cardinals don't show up. Uh, uh, with uh, you know, with a fire in their belly, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna play well. They're gonna play hard. Um, I don't think the Jaguars will put up enough of a fight to drive the game over fifty two points. So, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, New York at Denver. Zero and two. New York two and zero. Denver ten and a half point favorite for Denver. Forty one over under. I mean, another game that's fairly easy to pick. And you got to think Denver has had one hell <laughs> of a. Uh, I mean, can they play anybody easier? You know, right. to begin the first three weeks of the season. I mean, good lord, man! You get to play New York, New York, New York, and Jacksonville. And granted, your offense doesn't look totally explosive, but you're coming back at home two and zero. I don't see how Zach Wilson is going to play in this game very well. I mean, granted, they could sit down and look over things on the iPad, and 
I don't think the coaching is very good over there. First year offensive coordinator, first year quarterback. Denver is going to be three and and I'm going to say over under. Yeah. Under and ten and a half point favorite. Eh, I feel like they do win by ten. Yeah, like a twenty three thirteen kind of game. You know, twenty six thirteen something like that. That's what I could see out of this game. So, but first game at home, two and zero. Oh, that place is going to be absolutely slamming. You know, right. I mean, it's very loud there. <laughs> very loud. Yeah. So, your, so your you're taking there. the Broncos to beat the spread. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I, I think this one is easy to predict, except for that spread. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos to win. Uh, what's working for? I mean, I think that the Broncos might have the best defense the Jets have faced yet. Um, so I, I don't think they have a prayer in this game, but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, you guys know I'm a fan, uh, but what works for Teddy Bridgewater and this team is to really be a game manager. Um, so I look for the Broncos to play safe offense that choose the clock. Um, I'm going to take the jets to beat the 10 point spread and I'm taking the under. Um, I, I think this one finishes a little closer, like 24-17 or 20-14. Um, but uh, definitely taking the Broncos to win one at home. Okay. Uh, Vegas, uh, Miami at Vegas. 1-1 Miami, 2-0 Vegas. 3.5 point favorite Vegas, over under 45. Vegas is surprising people. <laughs> they really are. Um, I, I don't think I would have picked uh, Vegas uh, before the season started, but man, right. the, the Raiders just been impressive the first two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really impressive. I I'm, mean, uh, honestly, you know, big um, time. Yeah, yeah, against Baltimore, and then what they um, last week? Um, golly, I can't remember who they played, but I'm pulling up right now. Pittsburgh. I Pittsburgh. mean, beat two two playoff teams, one on the road. One on a Monday night, which was thrilling. I don't think they're coached very well. I do think it's going to be close. No, I, I, will, I would stick with I that think, three and a half. Uh, I think that Monday night yeah. victory over the Ravens, uh, they kind of snuck away with it there. Um, yeah. The, 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 the Ravens, I think, are the better team, and they, they play that game uh, again, and, and I'd be predicting uh, the Ravens to win. Um, but going into this week's matchup, the Raiders have a lot of things working for them, a lot of momentum. Whereas the Dolphins are, it's a little early to say so, but they, they might be going into a bit of a tailspin right here um, yeah. with Tua out. Um, right. So I think it's an easy pick to pick the Raiders here. Um, I think the Raiders beat the spread, and I am going to take the over because I don't think the Raiders are dominant enough to uh, to make this a, a completely lopsided game. Um and there are a lot of weapons for the Dolphins, but without a you know a franchise quarterback, as they call them, I don't think so, they have a so chance. Speak. Yeah. So <laughs> so I'm taking the Raiders to win, the Raiders to beat the spread, and uh, I'm taking the under. Yeah, yeah. And I take Raiders, and I think they their offense is just too much for Miami. They're not going to be able to keep up, especially with the passing. Although I think Miami matches up really well against uh, Vegas. Still think Vegas is the, the better team. Uh, especially on the road, which Miami tends to be very competitive, especially with Flores. So, right, I said I said under. I'm taking the over. Sorry, taking okay. the over. No, no, no. You're... <laughs> I said under. I'm, I'm taking the over because, uh, I, like I said, I think the Raiders are playing really well right now, but I don't think yep. they're well rounded enough, dominant enough 
to uh, to to keep the Dolphins off the scoreboard enough to take the under. I'm taking the over, but uh, the Raiders are definitely winning by more than three and a half points. So, okay, um, yep, Vegas all around, baby. Okay, Seattle at Minnesota, one on one Seattle, zero and two Minnesota. Two-point favorite of the Seattle, over, over under 55.5. But, buddy, I tell you what, this is going to have some fireworks attached to it. So, um, Minnesota can't start 0-3. Zimmer might lose his job if he starts 0-3. And he looked no, you're outmatched right. last week coaching. You're right, and it's it's kind of a shocking situation. Uh, you know, the you know week two and three matchups are tough. Uh, people kind of wrote off uh, starting the season with a win and – in Cincinnati, and, and it didn't go that way. Um, the Vikings, though, they're playing their home opener this week. Um, a lot of teams are really competitive in their home stadium. Uh, I definitely feel the Vikings are a little above average uh, when it comes to that, and they need this. And they they nearly beat, uh, you know, the the uh, Cardinals last week, and and nobody, including myself, thought that they would really make a game of that um so uh i do think the vikings will win this week and i'm i'm that's my objective opinion that's not the vikings fan speaking i do think (laughs) that the vikings are going to squeak one out here which means they cover the spread and i'm definitely taking the over in this game with what i've seen from both of these offenses so um and and the vikings defense looked really good going into the season but man we've got uh, Everson Griffin out, Anthony Barr is out. Uh, we're, we're showing weaknesses uh, in, in the cornerback situation. Um, so I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I think that Kirk Cousins and all of his weapons on offense are going to get their first win this, this week. Yeah, I think Minnesota wins too. Um, you know, I, I don't see him starting 0-3, but it, they're going to go in there sort of hungry to win, and they've played two close games. Let's be honest. I mean, Cincinnati was was oh, yeah. not ideal, and, uh, and on the road, an overtime on loss on the road, uh, yeah, a, a losing by a missed field goal to end regulation on the road. Uh, Zimmer, I think, was on the record uh, yesterday as saying, you know, we're we're two plays away from being two and zero, two and zero, um, yeah, and it just uh, it breaks my heart to hear him say that because he's right. <laughs> we're uh, we're two plays away from being two and zero. Uh, one 37-yard field goal away from beating an incredible opponent like the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Um, and, and I think the Seahawks are great. I got a lot of respect for Russell Wilson. He's an extremely dangerous quarterback. Um, and I think he's going to put up a lot of points, which is why I'm taking the over. But I do think the Vikings yep. uh, win this one. Yeah, I'm going to take over two. And um, fourth year in a row these teams have played. That's a little um, stat for you. 21-7, 37-30, 27-26, all this Seattle. Very close games in the last two. Um, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a great game to watch. You know, oh, no, absolutely. No, no question. It's one of the afternoon um, games. Yeah. I just think Minnesota comes back home. I don't think you can deny that, how that's going to change the way they play in the Dome. And, uh, yeah, I could see them winning this game, and I do. And I think it's going to be close. So two teams that are, like, going to be playing nail-biters the whole season. So, if you got nails, you're not going to have them. And <laughs> <laughs> these teams. All right, last one before we get to our top four. Let's let's talk about it quick. Eagles at Dallas. Dallas four-point favorite, over under 51 and a half. Monday night football, buddy. Woo! Bum, 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 bum. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, man, this, 
this is an interesting game. Um, I think the Eagles have been really fun to watch the first two weeks. Uh, really tough loss against a really good 49ers team last week. Um, I think uh, Jalen Hurts is uh, building up momentum there and, and just really, really a fun fun player to watch. Without him, I, I don't think I'd, I'd be watching Eagles games. Um, but uh, I do think the Cowboys win this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, and I am going to take the over in this one. I think it goes over 51 and a half points. Yeah, I think it does too. I'm not sure exactly what Dallas is going to score, but I'll take them. I think Philly on the road, um, they're one and oh, but they beat Atlanta. <laughs> right. Right. 32 to six. I, yeah. in a dome. I just think you go back to Dallas. They have it. It's in one of these games, man. They haven't, this is their first home game. Um, and they're both one and one. I think they'll split the series. I think they play later in the season, so I'm going to take Dallas and um, 51 and half over, and they're going to uh, cover, go against the spread here for the four points. Okay, our top four games, you guys know we pick them, most of them, and then we go back in and, and, and grab those those last four. So coming at number four, Chicago at Cleveland. i got to find it. I'm sorry. One-on-one uh, <laughs> one for both teams. <laughs> Seven-point favorite to Cleveland, 46 and a half over under. I, you know, I wouldn't say this is like a must-watch game. I just think it's in- intriguing because more likely than not, Justin Fields is going to start this game. And against Cleveland on the road, it's going to be a very intriguing matchup. I, I still think Cleveland wins, but what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to see uh, Justin Fields in his first start. Uh, I'm taking Cleveland to win. Um, it's a tough spread to pick because it's going to be the Bears with their rookie quarterback for the first time. Um, I, you guys have heard me say a few times before that I do think the Bears, much like the uh, uh, the Broncos, they're just kind of a great quarterback away from being really competitive in any game they're in. Now, whether or not Fields will be that quarterback or whether or not he can be that quarterback in his first start um, – I, I'm not going to bet on it. So I'm taking Cleveland to win, and I'm taking Cleveland to beat that spread late in the game. I think the Bears are going to keep it close, but at the end, I think Cleveland wins by more than a touchdown, and I'm taking the over on this one. Yeah, I just think Cleveland is um, you know, actually fairly vulnerable on defense. They haven't got all their pieces together. they got Clowney and George Johnson the third, And so they're, figuring, they're still trying to figure it out. And granted, they played Kansas City <laughs> in Houston, um, I, I don't know. I could see this going a lot of different ways. I feel like Just Fields is going to keep this close. I'm going to take seven at seven. But I think Cleveland's going to win, but I think it's going to be by a touchdown. You know, I, I think they played Houston way too close last week. And granted, they're a better team, you know, than we, a lot of us think they are early in the season. Um, yeah, and I'm going to go under 46.5. they got to get back to running the ball. I mean, Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback, but – and he can sling it. I just think, you know, they run the ball against Chicago. That defense is really good. They'll wear him out a little bit. And it's just going to be a time time management sort of situation with mm-hmm. Justin Fields playing as well as he can. So, um, well, I think the Browns defense is going to bounce back in this game. Yeah. Um, it's a real opportunity for them against a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think Fields is talented. The Bears have weapons. But this is, this is a rookie quarterback. And, uh, good money is on 
a turnover, maybe even a turnover score for the defense. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think think Cleveland is just going to outpace them by the time it's over, and I, I think it'll go over. Okay. All right. All right, so we got Kansas City, uh, number three game, Kansas City at, sorry, L.A. at Kansas City. 101 both. Um, looking for the spread. Hold on a second. We got, I'm sorry, uh, six and a half point favorite to Kansas City, 55 and a half over under, buddy. Uh, yeah, Kansas City's defense sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. And I, it's, it's just, it always is amazing how quickly uh, defenses can go from good to bad or great to not great. Um, defense is tricky. And uh, the Chiefs' defense, they're, they're, man, they're not uh, doing the offense a lot of favors right now. Um, right. So I, I am taking the Chiefs to win this one, but I think the Chargers are going to make it one of these really exciting games, and I think it's going to go over 55.5 points. Yeah, I could see that. I, I'm not sure I can say it, but I can see it. And they've allowed 33 points a game. Well, Chargers actually, their defense has been pretty good, especially against Dallas last week. I feel like they'll play Kansas City pretty tight. Derwin James is a really good safety. Um, yeah. You know, and, and Joey Boza looks really good. Um, you know, they got that kid. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's a middle linebacker. He hits. He's just a really good, you know, big hitter. And Kansas City has no running game. I, I don't know. You know, this is going to be an interesting game. I think that's why he put it at number three. I'll, I'll pick Kansas City. It's just hard to go against them. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this game, though. No, like, it's a it's a tough you know, divisional matchup. Yeah, um, at I'm home, taking though. Kansas City to win, so, and I'm taking Kansas the City. over. But yeah, six and a half is a really tough spread to call. I, I can yeah. see I can see Kansas City winning by a touchdown. Um, I, I think Kansas City is going to win by more than a field goal, but I'm going to say that the Chargers cover the yeah. six and a half. I think maybe this is more like a four or five or six point victory. I don't think they're going to quite get that full touchdown win. Um, so I'm taking the Chargers to beat the spread. I'm taking the Chiefs to win, and I'm taking the over. Likewise, <laughs> all all the same. <laughs> so uh, Green Bay at San Francisco. Um, that is uh, okay. There we go. That's our Sunday night game right there. Two and zero. 49ers, 1-1 Packers, buddy. Three, three and a half point favor for San Francisco. Over under 49 and a half. Are we really going to put the Green Bay Packers as an underdog on the road? Would Aaron Rodgers come back to yeah. California? Um, I mean, I know they played in the NFC Championship game. It didn't go too well, but that was you know, two or three years ago, right? So, Now, the, huh. uh, the, the, this, the, I, I like this game a lot because there's a lot of story here. Um, yeah, and if you're a Vikings fan, you like the story of you know the last time the Packers uh, played on the road in San Francisco because um, they got absolutely blown out. Um, I don't think that that's happening again this week. I think the Packers, uh, much to my dismay, are back <laughs> on track after Week Two. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. Aaron Rodgers didn't throw for an impressive amount of yards, but he had quite a few touchdowns. Um, oh, the one that Adams really turned that game around yesterday. Right. I feel like that's what they're going to need against San Francisco, just like a, you right. know, like a pinnacle play, basically. So I, I think this is a chance for Rodgers to uh, to really make a statement, and we know he's somebody that can rise to that occasion and has. 
Um, so I think the Packers are going to win this game. I think – so, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this. The, the <laughs> Packers are going to upset the 49ers. I just looked at the spread line thinking who's going to you know win the spread. I'm picking the Packers to win, so I'm picking them to beat the spread. Um, and I'm going to take the over in this game. I do think it goes over 49.5. Yeah, I, I'm going to go over uh... – yeah, let's do 11 and 33. Yeah, let's do over, and then I, yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay on the road. It, it's I, not I really. Want, I want the 49ers to win. I really do. Um, yeah. But this is my unbiased opinion, and I do think that the Packers will win this one. Right. I, I don't think it's like a tough road game for Green Bay either, just because of Aaron Rodgers' familiarity with California, and it's San Francisco, to be honest. It's not like a, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Huh. I think Garoppolo, and, you know, it's going to be one of those those games where Green Bay kind of wakes up and starts smelling the coffee, and maybe they had a come-to-Jesus moment in Detroit. I, I would hope so. I, I think they'll be better next week. Uh, this week, excuse me. Number one game of the week, buddy. Tampa Bay at L.A. Um, it is... Uh, da, 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 there it is. Okay. One-point favor for Tampa Bay, 55.5 over under. I, I, you know... First game on the road for Tampa Bay, and they got to go all the way to the West Coast. Yeah, that's a little scary. It that's is a tough pick. This, yeah, this is uh, just about as tough to call as as the uh, turd sandwich of the week. Um, the, <laughs> these two teams, they stack up really well against each other. Um, mm-hmm. It's a game I'm really excited to watch, uh, and it's I'm I'm going to be really conflicted on that day because it's going to be playing the same time as the, the Vikings Seahawks game. But I really do think that the Rams Buccaneers game is the most exciting game this week. Two, two amazing quarterbacks that I really enjoy. Um, you know, one in his second year with the team, one in his first year with the team. Um, I, I think they're both working on hall of fame careers, even though one is completely eclipsed by the other. <laughs> um, don't even need me to, to, to clarify that. If you don't, if you need me to clarify that, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Um, <laughs> but, but my point is, man, these both teams have big offenses, talented defenses. Um, I, I know the Buccaneers defense has been struggling a little bit more than people were expecting, but, uh, this is going to be a really exciting game. And for all the reasons I've just mentioned, it's going to be a tough one to predict uh, whether it comes to the winner, uh, basically non-existent spread, and the over-under. It's tough. It, it, are we going to see, you know, what's going to prevail, these offenses or these defenses? It, it's really hard to say. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm – yeah, this one is so tough. I I feel like the Rams are going to – it's not even fair calling it an upset. It's a one-point spread. I'm going to take the Rams to win. Um, I think that they're rolling right now. Um, I I don't think this is a 17-0 season for the Buccaneers. Uh, If it is, this this might be the biggest test on that road. Um, But – I don't think that that's in the cards. It's such a difficult thing to do. I think the Buccaneers are playoff bound. They could be Super Bowl bound. But uh, this week, I think at home, the Rams upset. 
and yeah, I, I can't oh. the over under. Gosh, yeah, fifty five and a half. It's tough because these are great it's defenses, two great quarterbacks. I'm taking the over, uh, and it might rely on some defenses defensive scores, but uh, yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. You know, I'm going to make it quick here. Um, L.A., I think they're going to win. It's going to go over. Um, I'm not sure what the spread. You know, the line doesn't really matter if L.A.'s winning, but I just feel like, you know, Stafford, This they play each other so tight in the past w- without good quarterback play. I think L.A. wins, and I think Tampa Bay is kind of like almost in a sleepwalk mode at the beginning of the season, other than Tom Brady. Right. No, I, <laughs> He's I, been unbelievable. I, I know what you mean. So, I, think, I think the defense, the I, Buccaneers' defense, needs to wake yeah. up a little bit. We, we know they've yeah. got the talent, but they just haven't been playing. Uh, up to that level yet, right? Um, right. So I think uh, I think they fall this week. I think the Rams go three and zero, and the yep. Buccaneers uh, uh, prove to be beatable. So yep, yeah, they got to go two and one, and really angry and going and crapple over Belichick's face next week. You can see it coming already. <laughs> <laughs> can see the diarrhea. Here it comes. You know. <laughs> so we'll get to that game next week. However, so I can wait. I don't have to talk about it now. You don't have to talk about it now, Rob. Nobody's forcing you. So, um, okay. Uh, don't have a lot of time left, Trevor. I just want to quickly, quickly name some people I think you might want to think about taking up on a waiver wire situation. Because, you know, if you're 0-2 in the beginning of the season, well, in fantasy, I, I would say it's going to be tough for you. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I don't, I don't know what else to say other than that. So I'm going to give you a, a quick quarterback, running back, wide receiver combo you should look at. Uh, I, Trevor, I implore you to do the same. Let me start first to give you a second. Um, Derek Carr, uh, not owned in a lot of leagues, 50%. Um, absolutely torching it in the beginning of the season. 817 yards, four touchdowns, one reception, 28.1 fantasy points per game. And he's unro- He's only rostering 50% of leagues. Like him a lot. Um, and then another guy, the running backs, real quick here. Um, I kind of like Cordero Patterson. Um, only Ooh, rostering nine yeah. percent, and I'm, I'm you know, very dynamic. Yeah, very <laughs> dynamic player. Um, my wide receiver, who also could be Cordell Patterson. Uh, I already mentioned him. It's Rondell Moore. Forty-five percent of the leagues he's foster, he's uh, rostered in seventeen point six point six fancy points per game. He's only going to get better. He looks really fast in that offense, and that that receiving core stacked, and he's just going to get open a lot because of DeAndre Hopkins, and you know, Kyler Murray likes to throw it down the field. One more guy, just for a quick throw-in. Um, you might see a lot of uh, Pat Freemore moving forward uh, with Pittsburgh's tight end situation. I, I could see him getting a, a lot of uh, Frymer, Frymuth. I'm not sure how you say his name. 18% rostered leagues, six point fantasy points per game. But if you have a situation like you picked up uh, Mike Gusecki and he's doing nothing, or another uh, scrub tight end like me, I, I drafted Mike Gusecki, fortunately. And uh, you might want to take a look at him, Trev. Who do you who do you who do you think is uh, people you should look at on the waiver, other than ones I already said. So uh, first, I'm going to talk about <coughs> someone Excuse you already me. mentioned. That's Cordero yeah. Patterson. Um, right. You know the the Vikings drafted him uh, maybe a decade ago. Um, he's bounced around the league. He's always had extremely explosive big playability. Um, uh, he's almost like. Uh, uh, fits magic, but you know, a running back slash wide receiver slash return man uh, cannot seem to land on a team and make it stick. But he's got elite speed, 
big size, and, uh, you know, he gets going, and he'll take it the length of the field. So I do think Cordero Patterson is a good pickup if you're looking for a shooting star type of option that could pay off big. So I'm really glad you threw that name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else, I, the the running backs, man, there's just not a lot out there right now. Uh, part of that is because so many have been injured, and on these teams with the injuries like, uh, you know, the Ravens, the 49ers, um, uh, Kansas City, uh, it's just hard to predict who is is worth picking up with the replacements. Um, that being said, you know, Dalvin Cook had to leave the game for a little bit last last week. Um, it's a long season, and when he's not in the game, Alexander Madison is the guy. And mm-hmm. they they like to use him in really safe runs. He's a very powerful between-the-tackles running back. Um, they like to use him to keep keep the defense honest and open up those throwing options for Kirk Cousins. Um, Alexander Madison is, uh, yeah, he's only rostered in 53% of leagues. Uh, I think if you've got room on your bench or if you're just really looking for somebody, I'd snatch him up. Okay. Any, um, what, one last guy. I already mentioned Quintez Cephas, Detroit Lions. He seems like he's the number one over, number, uh, number one guy over there. Easy for me to say. And, um, yeah, uh, Henry Ruggs, who is getting a lot of downfield attention. Absolutely. So, Ruggs yeah. only rostered in 45%, 45%. of leagues. Right. Um, he, he's an amazing talent, and he, he's kind of been overlooked. You know, like I've said before, a lot of guys coming out of college can sneak under your radar because it's almost impossible to consume all of college football the way you can watch everything in the NFL. Um, and Henry Ruggs got drafted to a team – the, the expectations just weren't there. But the truth is, he's an amazing talent. Young, fast, good hands. And they're starting to use him a bit. So I would grab 45% rostered, um, even more than running backs. You, you know, the wide receivers get thin. If you're in a big league, it's, it's really hard to find somebody reliable or with high ceiling potential. Um, Henry Ruggs is one of these guys. I think he needs to be rostered way more than he is. Right. Uh, one last guy, just for the sake of because we're talking about a lot of Vikings players. It's rare that you have three receivers that are worth rostering. But K.J. Osborne, Man, 3% of leagues. 3% right. of leagues, 17.4 fantasy points a game. If you need a flex, even just a wide receiver, one, two, I, I don't know what kind of situation you got in mean, a 12, 13-team league or something like that just ridiculous uh, definitely worth adding absolutely worth well, adding. i would even say even with 10 because he's worth he's putting up so many good fancy points you know well he's, so. he's something that's really working on a team right. that's still trying to get their first win you know he's had 12 right. catches on 15 targets uh a touchdown 167 yards um and i think uh i think he's become that open option when the defenses are paying too much attention to, uh, you know, Thielen and uh, Jefferson, uh, these, right. these amazing wide receivers that are really dangerous. I don't think K.J. Osborne is nearly as good as those two, but when it comes to uh, fantasy, it's all about production. 
And uh, right now, K.J. Osborne is catching almost everything that comes his way, and he's getting open more than the others. So I, uh, I think he's a good get if, uh, if you're looking for a wide receiver. Absolutely. And we talked about the Panthers' defense earlier. I think they're definitely worth picking up because they've just been so good, and they're playing at Houston on Thursday night. Keep that in mind. So <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, man. Well, another week in the books here. We're all going to enjoy football again. And if you don't have your ass on the couch watching Red Zone or on an iPad and 14 televisions surrounded by you, you're not doing it right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. But seriously, enjoy week three. Because it's been a great football season so far, and God forbid we could use more distractions. In our That's lives. right. So, you know, uh, I'm at, I'm at uh, Bobby Line Instagram. We are always on every sort of platform you can find us on, football in general, Twitter, all the stuff. Please like, subscribe, comment. Do everything you can to spread the word. We are the people you want to listen to when you get your football information. Come on, folks. That's right. Okay? I'm, uh, I'm at Trev Geodude on Instagram. Uh, hit me up with any topics that you, you think we're missing or, or any uh, uh, storylines that you'd like us to speak more on. Just let us know. Okay. And with that, enjoy week three. We're out.